a modern take on an old classic. Welcome to Modern Roots, the podcast to learn and explore old skills that have been lost over time to live a more natural and self-sufficient life. I'm your host, Alexis. Welcome. I'm happy you're here. Hello and welcome back to part two of Cold and Flu Tips and Tricks. I hope you got some really good insight on part one. If you hadn't had an opportunity to listen to part one yet, be sure to do that so that you can get all of the knowledge and information from that part before going on to this part. And as a quick little disclaimer before jumping into today's episode, I just wanted to remind you all that I am not a medical professional. I am not a doctor. These are just things that me and my family use and things that I have learned through my journey of living a more natural and sustainable life. And we wanted to share with you to hopefully help you through this cold and flu season. All right, with that being said, enjoy today's episode. We are heading down a very similar path in this part two. We're going to be getting into some really awesome options for either preventative measures as well as just helping you move through that illness a little bit quicker than you would have without. Always remember too, if you have any questions, concerns with anything that I'm talking about today, either reach out and I can clarify or of course, do your own research, ask a doctor if you feel more comfortable, whatever you have to kind of do to feel comfortable and confident moving forward. Being said, I think that's enough chit chat. Let's get in to part two of cold and flu. Okie dokie. So first up, onions, onions, onions. I'm sure you've seen this everywhere. It's right now on TikTok. It is the next current thing. So onions have been something that have been used for generations when it came to cold and flu. The most common way to use onions was to put them on the bottoms of your feet and put a sock over it, sleep on it. The reason for that is that your feet are actually in control of a lot when it comes to your body being sick slash trying to get rid of any toxins in your body. Typically, you can get it out much simpler via your feet. That's why there's a lot of those like foot bath things and then of course this onion trend that again, it's been generations that this has been being used but it's become popularized again via TikTok. It is something that I've used before and I do swear by it. I'm not really sure what it is about it, but those onions really do help pull whatever kind of toxic junk is sitting in your system and kind of helps you move through that sickness a little bit faster. It's definitely much, much easier to use in infants like babies where you can just put it in the bottom of their sock, put them to bed, good to go. Kids are a little bit less willing to put a random piece of onion in their socks to go to bed, but if you can have a conversation about how it's going to make them feel better, they might be more willing. And then of course, us as adults, I don't know about you, but I don't typically wear socks to bed. I find it really uncomfortable. But if I'm sick, it's something I am willing to do. The next one I want to tell you guys a little bit about is called Kaleidosilver. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Kaleidosilver, but it is a fantastic resource that you most definitely need in your medicine cabinet for so many things moving forward. Colloidal metals have actually been used since ancient times for all sorts of different things such as infections, anti-disease, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory properties that the metals contain. Still to this day, even in modern medicine, things like colloidal silver and colloidal gold are still used in modern medicine therapies, which is super cool, I think. 
The one we're going to focus on today is Kaleido Silver, just because it is most readily available and I personally just know the most about it. Kaleidal Silver is antibacterial and antiviral, which is exactly what you, of course, need when you're not feeling very good. Kaleidal Silver can be used both topically as well as internally. So it's something that you can take as a preventative measure, again, during those winter months or you know, if you feel a cold coming on, it's something that you can start taking, as well as when you are actually sick, it's something that you can continue to take, which is really awesome. Again, it's safe for use on children. It's also safe for animals too, so it's something that you could use for your fur friend as well. The beautiful thing about Kaleido Silver is how versatile it is. Because it has antibacterial and antiviral properties, it can also be used on things like pink eye, um, it can be used on cuts, it can be used on bruising, it can be used on all sorts of ailments on the outside of your body as well. Most recently, Rin actually contracted a bacterial infection in his eyes, which was pretty gross. Um, and before we really knew what to do for it, we had colloidal silver on hand. So we were using um, cotton pads, putting colloidal silver on them, and then just soaking his eyes um, a couple of times a day to help kind of not only relieve some of the discomfort and wipe away some of the gunk that was building up, but it also helped clear the bacterial infection a little bit faster once we got him the ointment that he needed as well. So it really does have quite a bit of versatility when it comes to the things that you can use colloidal silver for. So 10 out of 10 recommend that to be in everybody's medicine cabinet, especially at this time of the year. Here's another one that I'm sure all of you know you should be taking. But do you know the real extent of it? So the next one I have on my list here, you guys, is probiotics. Probiotics are responsible for 70 to 80% of our immune system. It's also responsible for our happiness. Um, your gut health truly does control your entire body. Without your gut health, we are going to struggle. So make sure that you are incorporating a good probiotic into your life on a daily basis, as well as your kids. There's so many amazing options for kids nowadays for probiotics that are easy for them to consume, that are enjoyable for them to consume, or are very easy to hide in food. So definitely make sure that you're incorporating a probiotic into your life to help really support that immune system and that gut health. The next one I'm going to jump into you guys is vitamin D. Again, we all know that we live in Canada and Canada is very limited on how we can get vitamin D. Even in the summer times, technically our sun does not get to a high enough degree um, that we actually can absorb the vitamin D. So it is so imperative for us to be able to incorporate a vitamin D supplement into our lives to make sure that we are still getting that nutrition from it. Vitamin D actually regulates your immune response helps prevent upper respiratory infections, helps protect your lung cells. So all of those things are obviously very important. So make sure that you are incorporating a vitamin T supplement into your life. You can get them basically anywhere you shop. Not only is vitamin D really great at preventing a lot of illness, but it also helps you again to get through it that little bit faster. If you feel you are getting sick, double the dose of vitamin D and take it for you know, the next remaining days, it's really going to help you move through that sickness a little bit faster. Now for my all-time favorite item, bone broth. If you've been following me for any amount of time on any of my social platforms, you might have seen me mention bone broth before. 
It's something that I truly live by. I always have a big mason jar full, like one of those big gallon mason jars full of bone broth in my fridge basically at all times. Bone broth is so amazing for your digestion and your gut health. One of the main components to bones is gelatin. Gelatin is fantastic for joint health as well. It's also great for your hair, your nails, and your skin. So kind of a very versatile item as well. But the biggest and best part of making bone broths or broths in general is the amount of abundance that you can put into them for your family to be able to enjoy in a very small amount of time. When you are creating any kind of broth or bone broth, you have the opportunity to really add a ton of nutritional value that your kids aren't necessarily going to know is there. And you're going to be able to incorporate it in a lot of the things that you're going to be doing on a regular basis. Let me explain. When you're creating a broth, you can add basically anything. For me, this is when I take the opportunity to be able to add some of my herbs that I have in my collection of my small apothecary in my home. Things like nettle that have a really high iron content, things like different mushrooms like shiitake mushrooms, turkey tail mushrooms, things that my kids aren't necessarily going to like to enjoy but have a really high nutritional value that I can add into a broth so I'm getting all of those benefits but into an easier, more consumable product. I'm going to add things like tons of onions, garlic, ginger, turmeric. I even go as far as adding things like apple cider. I add a little bit of oil, things that are all going to work really well to help my system be as efficient and happy as it possibly can make it. It's going to also be something that you can use in your normal cooking. Substitute out your bone broth that you created yourself for water when cooking things like rice, lentils, beans any of those things. When you're making your own sauces, incorporate your bone broth as part of your base. When you're creating soups, etc., instead of using store-bought broths that can be super high in sodium content and have a lot of extra alternatives that you just do not need, try making your own. It's really inexpensive to do and the nutritional value on it is truly limitless. I personally try to have my bone broth every single day just in a cup warmed up. I find it the easiest way to take it. I also just really love it in that format. I personally am a huge soup fan though, so it makes it really easy. I love having bone broth available so that I can use it, like I said, to cook my rice. I also incorporate it into all of my soups, most of my sauces, and most of just my daily cooking. It's really, really easy to do. And like I said, you can add so much value and not even realize that it's in there. It really is such a versatile thing to have in your back pocket and to always have available in your fridge. Next time I make myself a batch of bone broth, which will probably be in the next couple of days for how much we go through it, I will make sure that I write down all the different variety of herbs that I toss in there just to give you guys an idea of the amount of things that you can put in there and the diversity it really can have. When you're preparing your bone broth, really don't have to think about it. You really don't have to cut things off. You can also leave skins of your onions on, skins of your garlics on. There's a lot of nutritional value that's hidden in a lot of those protective layers that some of your fruits and vegetables have that you can leave on when it comes to cooking it in different broths because you're really not going to be tasting it directly. You really don't have to worry about cutting things nicely. You can just basically toss them in whole, 
I very roughly chop things and just toss them in. It really is quite simple. Top it up with some water and put it on a low simmer for a very long time. I love to use my Instant Pot because I can cut down a couple of those hours, but I still typically put it on high in my Instant Pot for at least two and a half hours. The more that you can leave it, the better it ends up being. I highly recommend if you have a crock pot, you just put it on and leave it like you would any other crock pot meal and just the more you seep it, the better it becomes. After you do that, you can strain all of that stuff out so you just have that nice broth and then you put it into your storage containers, your mason jars, whatever you want and toss it into your refrigerator for later use. Another little tip I'll let you guys in on as well because I know that right now especially meat byproducts are very expensive. So the best way you can do that you guys is going and trying to find those cut off pieces. You do not need those nice chicken breasts. You do not need those nice cut off well shaped pieces of meat to be able to do this broth. The most inexpensive way that I've found to be able to make these things is to find the cut off pieces or the big box of end pieces that you can find that still have the bone in them. Having the bone in them obviously is very important for a bone broth. You can also ask for end pieces, bones, etc. from butchers, whatever they're not going to be using and use that for your bone broth as well. If you have a connection to any kind of farmers and they have extra bones, usually they'll give them to you at a much more reasonable cost than if you were trying to specifically find soup bones at the grocery store. Really can be versatile. It can be inexpensive. You just need to be willing to look around and find those places that work best for you and your budget. But those are my tried and true cold and flu tips and tricks that help either prevent or help you get through those tough times. I hope that they've been helpful to you guys. If I missed any, please let me know. Obviously, there are probably a thousand different things that you could either be doing or trying to help you get through those cold and flus, but These are the ones that my family uses that we really enjoy that work for us. But like I said, if you have any that you love that you really want to share, I would love to share it with the rest of everybody. So please let me know. Follow me on Instagram. Shoot me a message there. I would love to share them as well as if there's any questions that you guys have that I didn't answer here, please feel free to reach out to me so I can explain things in a better way so that you guys are getting the best value out of this podcast as possible. But I'll cut her there. I hope you guys enjoyed part two of Cold and Flu, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Modern Roots. Take care. Mm-hmm.